Hi, my name is Julie Gleave, and I am going to be talking to someone today about the crisis going on in the United States for small dairy farms. Um, and I'm going to be talking to Nathan Carlson. Hi, Nathan. Hi. <laughs> um, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you do? Well, me and in partnership with my brother, William Carlson, run Carlson Farms. We run two dairy farms with roughly 350 cows being milked every day. And we crop about 800 acres and we have four full-time employees. And um, that's just kind of a brief rundown of our business operation and what we do. All right, so recently in the news, there has been um, somewhat of a dairy crisis going on with low milk prices, and um, what do you think is is the big cause of that? Well, overproduction, trade disputes with foreign countries, and consolidation of dairy farms. Into large farms. Yes. Large-scale farms. Yes. Yeah, most of the research I have says that um, we have... How many fewer dairies? Just a minute. 88% less dairies than 1970, but uh, the average milk per production per farm increased by a magnitude of 12 since then. Yep. And so... Dairies are just getting bigger. There's fewer small dairies. And they produce a lot of milk. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, there's a lot of dairies being built on a mega scale. 12,000, 20,000, 30,000 cows being milked. And as they do that, they can produce milk so much more cheaply and efficiently than the small family farms can. All right, we're back. Anyways, uh, I was going to ask you about the news and research I looked at um, stated that it costs the farmers on average about a $1.92 to produce one gallon of milk. And when they sell it to the producer, to the co-op or the milk plant they get about a dollar 32 a gallon so they you're selling your milk at a loss right now yes so and you're operating at a loss yes yes so this is uh very this is what's causing a lot of farmers to go out of business is operating at a loss for too long a period You've had low milk prices for about four years? Yep, about four years. And a lot of what led up to the current situation is we had record high prices in 2014 because of extreme export sales to China. And we had the mentality that our time had arrived and now it's our job to feed the world. And so we saw extreme growth within the industry. And when trade started to back off and fluid consumption domestically started to slow down, 
we were luck with left with a tremendous glut of product left on the market with nowhere to go with it. So that's what's affected the milk prices greatly. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, something that is very disturbing to me, and that was um, the how the dairy crisis has hit hard in uh, Kentucky and the farmers that uh, got affected by what happened down there. And what happened down there, um, well, you know a little bit about it too. And that was when uh, Walmart decided to build their own processing plant and not have uh, Dean Foods, which was another processing plant, supply their milk. And they decided to build a, a processing plant in Indiana and they'd been buying their milk from Dean Foods in Louisville, Kentucky. Yes. yes. Yeah. And what happened is, is Dean Foods had a contract to supply Walmart with all of their fluid milk throughout the upper Midwest and the Midwest and the East uh, coast around the Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, in those that area. Well, Walmart decided to cut out the middleman, which was Dean Foods, and build their own processing facility in Indiana and go out and make their own contracts with some extremely large dairy farms in a closer proximity to their plant. And so that being said, Dean Foods didn't have a home for the milk and there was roughly a hundred dairy farms that got their milk contracts canceled. About half of those dairy farms were able to make contracts with other co-ops and creameries and about the other half were forced to sell their cows at slaughter and get out of the business, which is a is a shame because as we lose small dairy farms across rural America, we are going to lose uh, economic fabric to rural America that will never, it'll never be back. Yeah. I think you look at families that have invested uh, lifetimes and uh, dollars, thousands of dollars, into breeding and developing <clears throat> the facilities and stuff to care for their animals and their crops. Their lives have been centered around caring for their, their cows, and they're having to make very, very difficult decisions. And like you said, the, the impact on rural communities, um, for every milk pump that shuts down, there are employees that have to find another job. There is one less customer for every veterinarian practice, a nutritionist, a feed mill, a custom harvester, and a dairy supply business, a fuel supplier, a local elevator, and builders and equipment companies that lose business from these dairy farms going out of business. Each loss of a farm in impacts an entire community. So, <clears throat> what do you think would be the is some of the solution to the problem? Well, 
I wish I knew, but I believe if there's not some oversight and some control in controlling these farms to expand so greatly and so largely and so rapidly that in another 10 to 15 years there won't be a dairy farm in America that milks less than a thousand cows. Other than maybe a niche market, homestead cheeses, these artesian cheeses and things, there are some people that are developing into those markets on a small scale and they're able to scratch out a living. Um, just in our area, north of Spokane, when I was a boy, in 1990, there were 90 dairy farms north of Spokane in Spokane, Stevens, and Ponderay counties. Today, there is 12 dairy farms north of Spokane, and two of them belong to me and my brother. And so we've seen a mass exodus. Some of that has been financial driven. Some of it has been generational driven. There's not a lot of people in the ages between 20 and 40 years old that want, that have the fortitude and the work ethic to maintain a family dairy farm. Long term, we need to encourage milk consumption domestically and we need our foreign markets to be strong as well because there's just too much product. Uh-huh. And we need to be able to move product throughout the world. And we need to be out promoting that we do produce a nutritious, a good product that is essential to daily lives. Yeah. The animals are well cared for. Extremely. Yep. We... We go above and beyond to take extremely good care of our animals, um, our employees. We belong to the National Farm Care Group, which lays down guidelines for animal husbandry. Um, the old adage that dairy farmers don't care about their cows is false because those kind of dairy farms went out of business a long time ago. Because it's not sustainable. No. If you don't treat your animals well, they don't produce. No, that's right. And so when I hear people on social media running down dairy farmers, obviously they don't care enough to know. Yeah. Because if they would do their own research and visit with some farmers, they would know that that is very inaccurate and completely false. All right, Nathan. Well, thank you for your time. You're welcome. You're welcome. I hope this helps. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thanks.